Hello and welcome and good night. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper. And I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the only show where no one's listening. The show where no one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. So on this final show, we will have our guest and foreign correspondent, the very British, the very Tony Five, come on. I don't think I've talked to Tony for about a month. And spoiler, we're going to talk about the Burning Man Festival that I was just reined in at so strap on your seat cars and buckle your car belts and do other things that make very little sense because we're about to jump in recording david i am recording or should i call you asshole alan uh yeah that's me asshole is that the name anal uh at aardvark no it's butthole steve is that what you're talking about oh a fucking rectal roger whatever the fuck it is congratulations you have found internet fame finally david i have read all about you and your burning man ambition and what you did you saved people, David. You're the hero they needed. My butthole single-handedly saved people. Good Lord, David. And how was The Burning Man or The Man of the Burning? How was it? Well, I've done a lot of Burning Man content this week, but let's just do this. I promise my listener, the single one, that this week will be it. Next week, I won't even mention it. Well, I'll be honest with you. I couldn't care less anyway. You shat in, in a bucket. You had <laughs> mud and you were famous because you talked about your arsehole. What's different from any other day of the week, David? It's a Tuesday. And by that, I mean... It's a Thursday. It's a Tuesday, exactly. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to do quote-unquote real radio work with a totally fucked up, surreal, bizarro, strange, wacky, freeform twist. I mean, where else would you get to do that? And I think that's why I love Burning Man so much. Yeah, and I, it sort of fits right into your persona as what you like to do, who you like to do it with. And where you'd like to do it, I can't think of anything better for you. Do you know what I mean? A hot, dusty desert and captive audience, to be fair. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. Will you please come next year? Please, Tony, please. No, I no. This whole, I was kind of on the edge. And when I found out you got mudslided in, that really turned me off, dude. It rained for two days. People's cars were stuck for two days. Other than that, everything was business as usual. Dude, it was on the BBC World News, bruv. I know. Uh, that's bad. Tony, <laughs> there's 70, 80, maybe 65,000 people there. And there's a lot of entitled rich people, like techies yes. like to go and do acid and then be like, wow, I thought of a new app. Uh, and then become billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg goes, Elon Musk goes, all these CEOs go. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock was there apparently and he walked home or something. I heard about that. I mentioned this to the coffee shop downstairs and they're like, yeah, he comes in here all the time. We were going to ask him about it. But the thing about celebrities in New York is you, you kind of leave them alone when you're working in a coffee shop. Wait, wait, Chris Rock goes to the coffee shop below you. I, if he lives in New York, which I'm sure he's got a place here, I thought he it does. Would, yeah, he does. Yeah, I thought it would be in Tribeca with the rest of the rich people, but maybe he's where I am at. I don't know. Slumming it with you. But anyway, you get all these rich people, all these entitled people stuck there. 
and they want to leave and they're told they can't leave <gasps> and they think this is america you can't hold us here and we've got guns so we can shoot our way out well you're not allowed to bring guns into the festival but who knows if they did and all the policing agencies there and there's so many there's like the fbi the county police what? the local police what? the state police there's me and the, joking. the bureau of land management rangers which have complete authority to arrest you the, uh, uh, not blm black lives matter bureau of land management but they're all there and they're all you know these fucking rural republican policing agencies right the organization is like nobody can leave and the police are like yeah we're not going to enforce that one minute i'm going to move this dog out of the way it's going to explode wait come here you little fucker <laughs> wonton come here wonton come here his name's wonton yeah <laughs> her name's wonton what go on outside all right get the fuck out of here anyway you get all these rural policing agencies and they say to the Burning Man organization, who have the permit to do the big festival on federal land. Black Rock City, right? Yeah, Black Rock City in the Black Rock Desert. They're like, we're not, if people want to leave, let them leave. And you know what? It was the one time in my life where you can't take these right-wing values, these constitutional fundamentalists who love their guns, and I hate all of them. Yeah, yeah, the amendments. Love all the amendments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Slavery, no slavery, no drinking, yes drinking. Anyway, yeah. it's... Uh, and they're like, we're not going to enforce this. And I'm thinking, you know what? That kind of makes sense. You can't force people not to leave a place. Yeah. Whether you can force them not to drive or not is a separate issue. But if they want to walk out against all safety uh, concerns. Is it far then? Was it? I mean, I know we're not going to talk about this, but was it far? If he, if Chris Rock literally did have to walk out, how far was it? How far would he have to walk? We're talking about it. We're going to bore the listeners. Uh, listener. Uh, I don't know, mile and a half, but it's like cement. It's a dried up lake bed. Oh, mile and a half's not that long. Fuck Chris Rock. Well, Jesus. You need to put plastic bags over your shoes. Otherwise, it clumps on your shoes like a cartoon character in cement. Uh, you know, like uh, Wiley Coyote or whatever. With these big cement shoes, right? Pretty much. <laughs> so I was walking around with big wool socks heavy-duty plastic bags around my legs and then, you know, uh, elastic fasteners keeping the bags on and that was my shoes for two days. But to get back to the point, you tell all these people they can't leave and if they leave, their vehicles are going to get stuck and they panic and they start talking to the media. Oh, my car got stuck. What if the oh porta potties don't get pumped? What if we yes. run out of food? Keep in mind, every year I've gone to this festival, not only as staff, but as an attendee, as a regular ticket holder, I've brought way too much food. I go to the food bank every year and everyone overprepares. So there was never a risk of running out of food. And the only risk with driving is you tear up uh, in short distances is you tear up the lake bed surface, which I guess is fine. And the organization made the decision to run the porta potty pumping trucks and tear the shit up out of the desert floor because otherwise there'd be a sanitation crisis. If it had gone on three weeks, those trucks might have gotten full and they might not have been able to make it to the highway because they definitely couldn't have driven a mile and a half. That would have been a separate issue. But it was two days people were stuck there. God, it made it out like it was like two weeks. Like it was like, you know, like a massive natural disaster. All of these sort of Taylor Swift sitting there crying her eyes out because you can't go and sort of have a wee in a bucket. Fuck, you know. So I had on the show to talk about this earlier in the week, my friend Dan Riskin. I don't think he's my friend because I think he hates me, but he claims to be my friend and I really like him. He was saying how there's a New Yorker 
article about how it how it really was compared to how the media portrayed it and it was like a few people got their tents flooded yeah and there's lots of neighbors who are willing to help lots of people in big rvs with extra beds i read all that they're all sharing there was a, a real community spirit and i i read that and to be fair i read the article that you, you know your whole butthole steve thing was quite informative even though it was from a sort of a ridiculous point of view you would give psas right exactly and so the psas were like don't drive we're not going to burn the shit for for 48 hours. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, stay warm. Don't get your feet wet. Don't walk out. Because I'm going to do Celsius for you now. During the day, it's 35, 30, 40 Jesus degrees. Christ. And so people are walking around barefoot in this mud. Of course. Why not? It's hot. It's fun. It's a party. It's dirty. But then at night, it drops to five degrees Celsius. You joke. Wow. Oh, it's a desert, isn't it? Of course, there's no cloud cover, right? Exactly. If you've got wet feet and you're fucked up. You get on, trench foot. Exactly. Well, no, you don't get trench foot, but you'll get frostbite. Gangrene. And so I was like recording a PSA saying. Herpes. As this character, Butthole Steve, I, I went out at night. Or I was like, I went out and I can't even do the voice anymore. But uh, <laughs> basically saying I went out at night. Dude, and I, and I, yeah, I heard it. Dude, dude. dude. Uh, I went out at night and I got trench foot on my butthole. So that was a joke. But then a media outlet that wasn't uh, Fox News but started with an F reported that people were getting trench foot because I put out an ad saying people were getting trench foot in their butthole as a joke. As a joke. To warn people. I know. And so that's the level the media misconstrued what happened. Right. How bad is the media in your country that a butthole trench foot became BBC World front page news. Thousands of people stuck in Burning Man Festival. I was in there, my, 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 my poor mum was going, isn't that where your little friend is? And I was like, yes, mum, that is where my little friend is. What do you want me to do, like abseil in and save him? Yeah, people were stuck for 48 hours and they had lots of gear. Let's put it this way, there's about 50, 60 people at my campsite who work at the radio station. Some work there, some are just guests of ours. We have and you've got tech people as well and all of that sort of stuff, right? Not at my camp, actually. I believe Miranda is the only techie in the whole camp, which is wild. When I used to go as just a regular festival attendee, I'd say half of my campmates were techies. But uh, of the 50 or 60, maybe four tents got flooded, but not even that bad. And everyone was helping them and helping them dry out their stuff or move their tents or, you know, the, the one. Yeah, it was a community, isn't it? Everybody helped. They're not going to just leave them in a, like a mud funeral you know like a yeah. mud grave are they <laughs> that would have been funnier though that to be fair the minority of people that freaked out and was like i gotta i gotta get the fuck out of here i mean there was a few emergencies where people are thinking i've got childcare lined up until saturday somebody died didn't they one person died but unrelated people die every year i'd say between two and seven people die every year drugs drugs accidents probably heat exhaustion climbing the statues i read once where people yeah. have climbed these things and have fallen off them that's just idiots that's just natural selection idiocy could be old age stuff or a bad heart in the exhausting heat you pass out you die yeah um i've had many friends break things falling off ladders or whatever i believe and this isn't uh, i do work for the organization so i have to be careful with this yeah this is not the organization that reported this i just read this mm -hmm. but it was drug related it was during the rain but drug related and that could have happened 
that could have happened anyway. They don't have helicopters land there, though, do they? In the desert. They do, yeah. They they will medevac people to the nearest hospital in Reno if it's urgent. Well, I wondered why didn't Chris Rock, with all that money, just get a helicopter to land and then fuck him off? I don't think there's a helicopter facility for general attendees. There's an airport for general attendees, but that was closed just because the runway was closed. All oh, right. I thought you would have, like, again, when I read that, I was like, oh, God. Look, if you don't want to come because it's too dirty and it's too hot and you can't deal with the porta potty yes. and the hippies, yes. Yes. Uh, that's one thing. But don't say you don't want to come because of the rain. That was a freak occurrence. No, I don't know. I wouldn't. I was, I was anti it anyway. And that's just made me more anti it. That's why you should go. It's like, I'm quite racist anyway, and then I had like a bad chicken sandwich, and it makes me even more racist, David. I think we have five black people in our camp now. There was a time when you would have been the only one, and you would have had that, you know, <laughs> that novelty. But now you're just, uh, you know, you're just... There's more black people than Jews at my camp now. Are you sure they were just covered in mud, David? I mean, there's more people who have Jewish affiliation, but there's so many half-Jews in my camp. The reason I think you should come is because you would hate it and it would change your life and you would love it. You said that to me, the uncomfortable. I'm not someone who would have normally gone and I got dragged there and it, I wouldn't be in radio if I didn't go to this event, Tony. And how many, um, how many years have you gone consecutively? Well, I skipped the two years where it didn't happen and people did have to bring buckets with kitty litter in it to shit in. I call it shit in a bucket, man. People call it the renegade burn. But uh, my first year was 2013. I've gone every year that the festivals happen. Nine years. 2013? Nine years over an 11 year span. Wow. So you really like, do you know a lot of people there then? Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, I I, I know a lot of people. Yeah. But you went as a as a visitor, as an attendee for a long time. And then now you go as a, a prof like, not professional, but like as a staff, I guess, right? Yeah, I went four years as a regular participant, they call them, uh, not attendees, because it's uh, you're not a spectator, you're a participant. Isn't that tacky? Jesus. One year I went as a guest of the radio station. So just like a regular camper, but I set up my shit at the radio station. It was just their guest. And then the next year, the next four years, I was staff. Awesome. I know you love it. And there is some part of me that kind of wants to go to experience it. But it's just that he... I wouldn't be in radio if it wasn't for Burning Man, Tony. Yeah, I know you say. And it, it, you do convince me sometimes. There are some days, I, I suppose, a day when I haven't wiped properly, that I think I could do it. And there are most days when I've had a shower that I think, no, I couldn't. Me and Miranda are debating because it's so expensive for us to rent a car every year. And, and until this year, the organization gave us accommodation. It was a tent that flooded a bit. Um, but before that, it used to cost us like $1,500 to rent a trailer without running water. Wow. Uh, it had AC, but no running water. And we spent so much money every year. We're thinking of investing in a trailer. Okay. It'll cost us a little bit more money, but then our friends will drive us there. My friend will lend me the truck to get it off the camping grounds to yeah. the uh, or the storage facility to the actual event. Mm -hmm. It'll end up after two or three years be cheaper for us and it'll be much nicer accommodation. And we are planning on getting a flushing toilet in there. <gasps> I would consider letting you use the toilet just to shit. For peeing, you got to use the porta potty because I don't want to fill up the black water tank. But uh, yeah. That's racist. It's not black water. It's urine, David. It's yellow. I think they actually are in the process of changing that name. So there's, there's regular water. <laughs> there's gray water, which is like shower water dirty water but doesn't have shit in it and then there's, and there's sewage which they call black water <laughs> brilliant yeah, absolutely superb no like i can pee outside i don't mind you get a huge ticket if you pee outside what as in why you, they don't let you pee outside it's uh littering. It's a desert. It's, uh, littering yeah they just don't let you do it wild huh 
Wow. Look, the only reason I'd go is the gangbang tent. I told you that. You'd do great in the gangbang tent. I know I would, but you have to queue. And there's so many boobs. You would. You do have to queue. But not if you go at night. Not if you go late on the off hours. Is there off? <laughs> have they got off hours? Have they got like an early bird special at the gangbang tent? I mean, you, it's open 24-7, so at 4 a.m. there's no line. At 5 p.m. there's a line, you know? Yeah, but then there's going to be me and the woman out of the, the side of the Aunt Jemima, isn't there, in the middle of the night? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, you have to go with a woman. You can't go alone. Well, if I, how do I know? Who, would Miranda come with me and then just ditch me at the door? Dude, there's so many people that are willing to have sex with you there. Attractive people. There's so many naked people. Wow. It's like a, it's a, it's a fro- free love, Tony. Just bring condoms. It's just a free for all. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, it's not that that's interesting. It just, I like the fact of the experience. And I know speaking to you and talking to you for, um, for a long time, I know it's had such an impact on your life. And you've come, to be fair to you, you, before you went, you were in a sort, not sullen, but I, I know inspiration wise, and you'd hit like a little bit of a creative block, I guess. It felt like that. And you've come back. And you've sounded amazing. Like, since you've come back, you've been so excited. You've sent me these articles. You've told me what you've done. And you seem like to have got your mojo back. So it's either that or herpes. For a while, I lost my imagination of what would be next for me. And that's always the worst. When you lose imagination for what you're going to do next or how you might possibly do it. Not that all these things that I'm imagining will happen. But I wasn't imagining anything. Uh, It was a failure of imagination for how I proceed after I lost that show at Bell. Coming back from this event, now it didn't just happen after the event. It has been a seven, eight, nine month process where I'm regaining it. I no longer have a failure of imagination for what I'm going to do next or how I'm going to go about it. It might not pan out the way I like my first choice or what I think might happen. Uh, some of the doors that I see opening right now, nothing may happen with them. Yeah. For example, next week I'm interviewing with, I don't want to give too many details about it, but I'm interviewing with a, a radio group here in the US on Tuesday. Um, about doing talk programming. They have many stations and they regularly do music content and they want to do like a two-hour evening talk show. Perfect. So I don't know if I'll get that job. I probably won't, but like doors are opening. But it's an opportunity where there was an opportunity before, right? Well, those opportunities might have existed before, but I was just wasn't imagining them. I was just feeling sorry for myself. Okay. But I sort of said this with Dan Riskin, but I want to reiterate it. I was having lunch in the staff cafeteria at Burning Man. Yes. I was sitting with these two, the best way to say it is plane nerds, airplane nerds. Oh, right. Okay. Like they play nerds. That's good. And they worked at the airport at Burning Man and I asked them what they did. And it was like auxiliary shit. Like they drive the little vans or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they weren't air traffic controllers. They weren't. It was not core airport infrastructure, but they were working at the airport. Okay. Volunteering. They got free tickets. They got free accommodation, but they weren't being paid. They were volunteers. And so I asked them, do you work in aviation in their real life? And one of them was like a roadie or something. And the other one, I think, was an accountant. They said, "Our my true passion is airplanes. And for two weeks of the year, we get to come here and work at an airport. We get to play dress up and do what we love. And Tony, that was me. I worked at this radio station at Burning Man before I was in commercial radio, when I had a day job in tech. And what Burning Man did for me, and I'm rolling my eyes into the back of my head, empathizing with the listener as I rant on about this three, four episodes already this week, but whatever. What Burning Man did for me was allow me to have that imagination of what working at a radio station would be like in the most fun possible environment. 
Yeah, I get No, I get that. Yeah, I get it. And I don't know that I would have had the imagination for it if not for Burning Man. And another thing, four or five years ago, I had called my mom live on the air. I think I've actually released that call on this podcast where I, where I confessed to masturbating next to her as a small child at my grandmother's condo when I shared a bed with her, whatever. It's a stupid story. If you go into the backlog of the show, if you're listening, thinking about that as something stupid, that's not the point. But who was listening to that? George Strombolopoulos, someone I watched on TV growing up. He came to the radio station. He introduced himself to me, said, hi, my name's George. I say, I know who the fuck you are. I'm Canadian because most Americans don't know who he is. I thought he owned a kebab shop when I first heard about him. But carry on. Yeah, uh, a gyro. Gyro, gyro? I think they call him gyros. His real name's uh, Stromba, Smangia, Papa, Dabala, Papa, Papa, Dabala. Copolis, yeah. Copolis, That's yeah. the one. I, I think he might be Greek. Anyway, he's the one who introduced me to these folks at Bell. Uh, and they're, I think they're part of the reason they took me seriously was because of his vouch. Now, once we sent them our shit, we got in the door. Remember when we met with them well at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'd like to think that you and me, once we got in the door, they liked us enough. They weren't just hiring us as friends of George. No, I blame the pandemic for our lack of success, David. Sure. Well, I mean, we were successful. We, we had that show. But, you know, I just don't think these doors would have opened if not for Burning Man. And I think I would still be in my old job and unhappy and not creatively fulfilled. And right now, unemployed, I mean, I have this podcast and I'm doing some radio work for Bell still. But fundamentally, I don't have a full-time job. Sure. And someone asked me, do you regret leaving your tech job that paid you well and had a lot of security now that you haven't had a show for a while? And I don't regret it for a second. And if not for Burning Man, none of this would be true. And I think... What I want for you is to go be at that station. And to see if it in encourages me or inspires me, I guess. You know, you might be as diehard as me after after that. I could be. You know, you've always had one foot in the door. You've always worked with me. We've paid you. Yeah, I know. But you have never left your day job, and maybe you shouldn't. You know, you've got a mother to think about. You've got a mortgage to think about. I don't know what's right for you. Maybe I might like shitting in a bucket. You never know, David. It could be a secret passion of mine. I think we can get you a flushing toilet for your number twos. How many number twos do you make a day? It's not that. I, I think it's just the heat. I'm not a big fan of the heat. You'll have air conditioning, and during the high heat, everyone just lays out in the shade. And, it's, and because it's so dry, it's not actually that hot. Okay, so it's not humid heat. It's just dry. Yeah, it's like 10% humidity. Your nose is going to dry up. You'll want, like, saline spray, but... That's fine. I can do that. 35 degrees Celsius in the shade and you know you're not working too hard you're just laying out taking it easy from let's say 2 p.m to 5 p.m or 2 p.m to 4 p.m when it's the high heat it's not so bad uh, if there are any listeners can somebody convince me convince david to convince me right into the show email david tell him why a nominal clean living englishman would like to visit burning man i'm not rich i'm not famous i'm not an a-list celebrity the only reason i'd go is to accompany my mate and possibly visit the gangbang den but if anybody can give me any other reasons to go then uh, yeah i'd like to hear it last year i did no drugs at all nothing no, no. You said, and this year as well, right? Uh, this year I did a little ketamine, a little cocaine. Of course, I, oh. didn't, I didn't actually do that. I'm just admitting this for parody purposes. This is a joke. I would never do that. Uh, I would never commit any crimes. Did you pee outside as well? Because you get a ticket for that shit. I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. Uh, I, I just not worth the ticket. 
Um, cause I want to apply for us citizenship and you can't eat that. That's like on your record. Imagine littering, losing. littering on federal land is like on your application. And I don't need that on there. Could you imagine? And, and the reason why you couldn't get it was that you took a piss outside. That would be, I don't know that they would deny it, but I'd have to, I'd probably get recalled for an interview and like have to explain cause littering on federal land is not a good look when you're trying to naturalize as a citizen. Um, so for that reason and that reason alone, I peed in porta potties and my friend's RV. But yeah, so I did those drugs. Well, of course I didn't do those drugs, but I've never had a problem with those two. I have no intention of doing them for maybe another year. I came back to New York. I, I don't have a drug dealer in New York and I don't intend on getting one. Where would you find that sort of thing? Where would you find a drug dealer? My friends. I have friends who are fucking addicts. Yeah. Uh, well, not not like real addicts, not on the street bleeding addicts, but like functional addicts. It would. I could find a drug dealer, dealer in 10 minutes, but I've made a point not to. Of course, I had one in San Francisco, and by that I mean I didn't have one because this is a parody, but I guess I say all this to you. Uh, you can do it sober if the drugs thing is of any concern to you. Well, I, I don't... Well, you know I'm clean. I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, I, you know, I don't do anything, but I am naturally high on my own energy, so... And I think I would enjoy that. And you would be so high out there, Tony. There's a high that goes on when you're there. That's what I mean. I just think I'd come back as a mad raving drug addict. That's the problem. Nah, you'd be fine. And yeah, this year I did drugs light. I actually hit four years sober on September the 6th from alcohol. Cool. Congratulations, man. Well done. And it was very easy not to drink there, especially when the rain hit and all there was to do was drink and do drugs for a little minute there. Um, I just focused on the radio work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you would love the station there. You would have so much fun. That's it. That's all I got. Well, I'm happy we did our catch up because that's what I've been kind of wanting to do. I want to talk to you. How have the last three weeks treated you, Tony? It's been busy. I went, I was in the States. I was in Ohio. Um, I went out there for five days. Work's been manic. I've got this little dog upstairs. He sounds like he's fucking another dog, but there is no other dog upstairs. So I've got no idea what's going on up there. Um, it's been good. It's been busy. Um, I've missed you. I've missed like doing this show with you, the podcast with you. We're going to get back on track. Um, your um, enthusiasm is very infectious. And we had a conversation when you got back about the possible doors that were opening and it sort of reignited my passion. I guess for it as well which is nice um and yeah that's kind of it really at the moment um the world's still falling apart it's probably going to be an asteroid hitting us at some stage but apart from that it's all good really yeah there's also i mentioned that one interview i'm doing on tuesday to our one listener all i'll say is tony and i are potentially in the works to maybe do another show maybe i don't know but there's some developments with a radio show on commercial radio I thought it was like Morgan Freeman's coming in or something. You found him at Burning Man. I did not. I didn't meet any celebrities at Burning Man this year. But someone who Tony and I knows uh, is maybe in a position to... Offer us something. Offer us a job, negotiate with us a, a job. But I, I just don't know. I haven't spoken to him. The answer could be fuck no. The answer could be maybe. The answer could be yes. I don't want to jinx it. it. I think it would be amazing if we could get back on and become celebrities where people talk about whether they know us. Yeah. Do you know David? Oh my God, I saw David Cooper once and he touched me inappropriately. I once heard this Toronto podcast. Yeah. And the host invited this guy who was just talking about 
all the media people in radio in Canada. Like, what a small world. A podcast about the radio in Canada, but, like, not as it comes to the listeners, like, gossip about the hosts. I can't imagine anyone was listening to this, but someone's like, hey, David, they just talked about you. What? I, the first episode I listened to, the guys were saying wonderful things about me. The second episode I listened to, they're, like, turned on me, and they were saying awful shit, and it hurt my feelings. <laughs> Oh, but then I thought, you know what? These guys are talking about me. How how bad could this be? Like, uh, was that every? Was it? There's an expression about all news is good news, all publicity is good publicity. Oh yeah, all press is good press. It's uh, it's only when they don't talk about you that you're in trouble. Correct. No press is best. So I was honestly, I was glad they were talking about me. I'm like, you care so much about me to shit talk me. That means you're listening. That means I'm a somebody to you. Obviously, I'm not a somebody to anyone else. And who the fuck cares about this podcast? But yes, I, I think Tony, and I've always known this, and I've always been told this from people who mentor me, from anyone who I know that's creative, bang your head against the walls. Just keep on banging your head against the wall. Something will happen. Just keep on going, going. Yeah, and that's what I respect about you. And if you enjoy the act of banging your head against the wall, at the end of the day, if it goes nowhere, you'll still take solace. You'll still find meaning. You'll still enjoy the actual work itself. And that's exactly what this podcast is. And I love watching you banging. So, you know, everyone's a winner, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to escort you to the Orgy Dome at Burning Man in 2024. You're coming. Plan for it. We just block it off because it's two weeks. I'll think. Let me think. I mean, I don't even have to stay for a full two weeks, do I, really? No, but you'll want to stay at least a week. Uh, yeah, at least a week, I would think about it. All right. David? Tony? It's been a joy to see you again and to be recording. I love it. It's good to see you too, buddy. I love you. Okay. I love you and you just say okay? Yeah, I don't really do touchy-feely over Zoom. But yeah, I love you too, David. Oh, thank you. I love you that you've had a shower. <laughs> and that you haven't got trench foot. But yeah, all good. And uh, we'll do another one very soon. I'm sure we will. Good night.